Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. In this week's Dear Viv, should you leave a job you hate? What if you find maternity leave boring? A loser brother looking for cash and a sister-in-law taking advantage. Our first question. Dear Viv, I'm thinking about leaving my job. I'm a secondary school teacher in the London suburbs, I won't tell you where, and have recently been headhunted by a friend. We both studied at uni together, but then she went off to pursue a career in the city. I decided that route wasn't for me and studied to become a teacher. But I've been working at this school for four years now and I'm finding it really unmanageable. I get in before 8am every day and inevitably don't leave until 7 or 8 in the evening, usually bringing some marking home with me to do over dinner. Sometimes I have to go into school on weekends just to keep up with everything. I love the kids that I teach, but I feel totally unsupported in my job, which is getting in the way of every other part of my life, making me stressed, and it doesn't even pay that well. The other night, I managed to see this friend for a drink, and she mentioned they're looking for new applicants and strongly suggested that I apply. I feel so torn between a job that I love, which isn't working for me right now, and another path, which would probably be just as stressful, but where I would be supported and well remunerated. Which should I choose? Oh dear, I feel like you should be writing to David Cameron instead of me, because this is really a letter about the untenable conditions for teachers nowadays. But I suspect David Cameron would not be very quick in responding, so you'll just have to make do with me instead. I'm struggling to give a good reply here because there isn't enough information. It does sound to me like it's a huge leap between a job you love, although you're unsupported and it is a bloody nightmare, and a job you're not that interested in, although you would be supported, you imagine. Put that way, it's not a great choice, is it? Um, Although the other thing to consider too is that this other job is something you previously considered and rejected. I'm also intrigued by your friend's role here. Why are they trying to headhunt someone not already working in their sector? 
would you be working with or for your friend? That's not always the most straightforward or advisable thing. So when you ask, which should I choose? I am tempted to answer neither. I think you need to seek advice from teachers who have found jobs that are supported. I can hear the sound of a million teachers pissing themselves. I'm sure they exist somewhere out there, the supported teachers. I think you need to do research as well about this other sector independently of your friend. This might feel like a lifeline at the moment because it sounds like you've almost had enough. But it's also a red herring that is stopping you from finding a solution that's properly tailored to you. What would that solution look like? It might look like a promotion in your current school or cutting your hours. It might look like moving to a different school or considering doing private tutoring for a while. Or it might mean moving to a completely different industry, but in your own time and on your own terms, not just because a friend has dangled a possibility in front of you. In short, only you can answer all this. But don't jump at something you don't really want just because you don't want to be where you are right now. You have got loads of options. Start writing them down and planning what to do next. I'm sure David Cameron would agree with me. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, I'm on maternity leave right now after giving birth to our first child two months ago. She's a lovely, healthy, happy baby and I love her to pieces. But I'm finding staying at home while my husband goes off to work a lot more challenging than I'd thought. And actually, I'll whisper this part, a bit boring. How can I keep my brain alive while on maternity leave? Oh, I don't know if I'll be best placed to answer this question because I worked all through my non-existent maternity leave and have always been rather envious of people who get paid to look after their own baby. Uh, The most important thing to say, though, first is you don't need to whisper. It's fine to find babies boring. It's also completely fine to find them utterly fascinating and mesmerising so much so that you never want to go back to work. This is the great lie and mystery of motherhood, or indeed of parenthood. There is no correct way to feel, behave or react. All reactions are valid and acceptable and they're all personal. And you'll notice this soon, they change really quickly. So how you feel when your baby is born is different to how you feel when they're six weeks old, is different to how you feel when they're a year old, is different to you get the picture. So don't feel bad about being bored, but don't expect to stay bored either. Babies have a habit of surprising you that way. And in any case, your question is intriguing. You mentioned that staying at home is both challenging and boring. I think you mean that being bored and being in your own company and not at work is challenging. But that in itself is an interesting thing. And this is an amazing opportunity for you to get to know yourself better away from work. How to keep your brain alive? There are a gazillion books on parenting. I don't want to pretend that I have read every single one ever published, but I have read every single one ever published beat my record. Uh, There are a gazillion websites, blogs, Instagram feeds, Mormon, mommy, internet meeting sites. Don't get too caught up in those. You'll never come out again. I speak from experience. There's baby massage, baby Pilates, mum's group, a a million ways to meet other people. And there are totally non-baby things to do too. Write a book, start a podcast, update your LinkedIn page to something people might actually enjoy reading. Do a correspondence course in something that would benefit you at work. 
If this is a coded question about missing work, then could you think about getting some contact days or having regular phone chats with people at work about what's going on while you're not there? And find some other parents who feel the same way as you. I'm willing to bet you are not alone. On the other hand, though, you could just embrace being bored, eat loads of biscuits and watch the entire seven series box set of The Good Wife. I'm not saying that's what I would do if I was paid to, but congratulations again, by the way, on your lovely baby. Our next question. Dear Viv, my brother has decided to start a vaping business and wants to borrow startup money from our parents. He's never had a proper job for longer than six months and is notorious for starting these money-making schemes, which usually end up with him staying on my couch for weeks, if not months, on end. This is the first time he's got our parents involved, though. They love him and trust him and want him to do well. But I can see exactly how this will work. He'll lose the money and won't be able to repay them. They're not rolling in it or anything, and they're both retired, so it would be a struggle if he couldn't pay them back. What can I do? A vaping business, man alive. It's a miracle I even know what this is. This question has just made me feel about 157 years old. I also feel like I'm on Dragon's Den and being asked to evaluate the likelihood of your brother's vaping business succeeding. And I'm not personally a vaping customer, so it makes it hard for me to evaluate. Am I in or am I out? Well, I am going to return straight away to your question, what can you do? And the answer to that is actually very simple. Absolutely nothing. Your brother is an adult, even if he is an irresponsible one sometimes, and your parents are adults, even if they are related to your brother and unable to see straight. In these situations, it's best to keep your mouth shut, smile sweetly and resist the urge to say, I told you so, when it all goes wrong. If anyone asks your opinion, say, I'm not sure, what do you think? And let them all talk it out. About the couch, just say no, it's not open for him to sleep on anymore. In happier news, I suspect that out of all your brother's harebrained schemes, vaping is possibly not a completely crazy one. It's a growth industry as I understand it. Maybe this time, Rodney, maybe this time. Good luck. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, my sister-in-law takes complete advantage of my mother-in-law. My poor mother-in-law is used as an after-school taxi service and it drives me so mad to watch it happen, especially as my sister-in-law only works two days a week and has enough money, her husband works in the city, to pay for after-school childcare. I'd like to say something, but can't, but it drives me so mad. Oh no! My sister-in-law is using my mother-in-law as a taxi service and it's driving me mad. Dear Deirdre would have loved this headline, so thanks for giving me the opportunity to picture it. This is a question not unlike the one I just answered about the vaping impresario brother. Just as the success of his vaping business is not his sister's problem, so your sister-in-law's exploitative treatment of your mother-in-law is not your problem. Your problem is working out how to overlook it. 
One way of learning how to put up with stuff that drives you mad, and I have loads of experience in this area, is to perform the psychological trick of reframing. This is where you try to use as much imagination as possible to see the situation differently. And when you use your imagination, you realise it's entirely possible that there is more to this than meets the eye and that there could be a lot of information you don't have. For example, how do you know your sister-in-law doesn't pay your mother-in-law £10,000 a month to do this? Could you put up with this situation if that were the case? Could you use your imagination to pretend that it might be? More likely than the £10,000, though, although, come on, the husband's a banker, anything's possible, is that the mother-in-law knows that she's being exploited, but she doesn't care one bit because she gets to spend time with her grandchildren, which is probably worth more than £10,000 to her anyway. Either way, this is not your problem and you need to let it go. Maybe your mother-in-law just loves showing off her driving skills at the school gate. Leave her to it. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.